Day buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for all you can eat. A weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Ozane. Each week we take a brand new release and we let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I've of course got to quickly introduce you to the other co-leaders. Actually, it's just one co-leader. Um, we do not unfortunately have Alan Mark. He is not feeling too well. So he's going to take a break this week to, uh, to rest up. And uh, get healthy. And you know what that means. Another subunit show. And which one you may ask? Well, I hope you, uh, I hope you uh, like your, your meat medium rare or medium. Actually, it doesn't matter what you like your meat. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what temperature you like your meat. Because steak has returned. And it has been a very long time coming. I don't remember the last time. It might have been... Um. Uh, oh my God! Why am I forgetting? Um. Please help me, Steve. It was. It, it was, was Chungha. You, it was for, you forgot last week too. <laughs> that we did. I, I was like, like what? Was, it was the bear, the bear, and I forget the name of that album. But anyway. Oh yeah. But you're right. Now I forgot I'm, the I'm album just, now too. Oops, I'm always sorry. just gonna forget that because um, apologies. We it we're just still, slipped our minds. Yeah. I know we're still reeling from. Cadencia, so it's just kind of like I, I I still think that that's the album that just came out this week. But um, um, but we have Stephen who is going to be here with me. Stephen, how are you doing on this fine Thursday? I'm doing pretty well. It is very rainy here in New York, but love it. I well, not the so lo- love the weather. Yeah. Up there is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I. I have some exciting updates about my my violin playing. Oh um, yes, we we uh we we do want to keep this violin yeah, saga gotta, going. So let everyone um, know how it's how it's going. Yes, um, we have started in, in my in my group classes. We've started now using our left hand to play notes. So oh, before we were really just focusing on the bow. With our right oh, hands, but now, just the technique. Yeah, we we are now oh, putting oh, our okay. fingers on the, the fingerboard, wow. making so, notes. Yeah. So tell me, how do you know where to like? There's no frets, right? So, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think nowadays a common practice is to put tape on the fingerboard. So that everyone in our class, we have like a, a, a strip yeah. of tape where uh, then notes or like the the whole step from um open string is and then we have three pieces of tape that go across the fingerboard uh and then you still have to kind of figure out the pitch because it's not going to be like perfectly on the note so you you still need to figure out where um the right pitch is for those notes but then uh yeah you you get the right approximate placement Uh, so it's like trombone champ 
where yeah. Um, yeah. like you start off like a little bit off and then you move your finger a little bit to get to the right yeah pitch. it's yeah just a slight movement will uh change the the pitch a little That's bit what, that was gonna be my next question that does like how much variation it sounds like there's a lot and yeah i don't know is it, it just must be muscle memory I, yeah yeah i, I but, think that's what happens but like aren't there different size necks like can't there be like i feel like there's no standard for to violin, the, uh, I, like i'm sh- i'm sure there's some sort of like uh board or body oh. that like says like all violins have to be the, like this diameter or you know, like this dimension and everything yeah. because like because there's no way for you to like figure out like even like a longer neck would kind of stretch out the strings right so i think for a full size violin they're going to be pretty close every neck is going to be or it's going to be pretty close in length um but if you get a new one i i would guess you still you would if you've been playing you probably get accustomed to a different one pretty quickly if there is a variance there but i i think if, if for for kids who start out they play on like smaller size yeah. like 16th size violins and then they have to move up so maybe there's always going to be some adjustment as they go from 16th to 8th and 3 quarter size to full size yeah. violin i i forgot to ask like what spurred the uh the 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 i guess the interest in the violin it is it's an instrument that i've actually wanted to play for a long time uh yeah right even like right before college uh the summer before i started college uh we found like my sister's old violin in our house and then Mm, i was gonna try to take lessons but it was like not functioning so I, I i couldn't and it would cost yeah. more to repair than to or like you to might as well a get one. a new one yeah yeah so uh yeah i never started but then yeah coming. finally I, I found a class i could take yeah i love it i uh, so i have not learned a new instrument in a very long time in fact i don't think i'm confident I think the most confident I am in an instrument is the guitar mm-hmm. with the piano being second. Um, but the last time I tried to learn a newish instrument was, and I think Alan Mark can also speak to this, it was when we were really, I, I don't know what year that was, but remember how the when the world was really into like folk music? Yeah. Um, like, uh, what was that one group from? Uh, I don't even think they're from. Oh. Mumford and Sons. Oh, Mumford. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mumford and Sons. They were like the main folk group. And then there is like a bunch of other folksy sounding gr- groups of Monsters of Men. Um, just basically, that, that took over, right? Um, and so I wanted to learn the mandolin oh i bought a mandolin and i was like oh this is pretty straightforward it's just like a guitar except different you know different notes or the strings are tuned differently Mm -hmm. and they just have to kind of learn different you know chords and whatever um and i was i I was likening it it to a ukulele Mm -hmm. with because it's only four strings also um and so alan mark Wanted to also get something folksy. So, do you remember what instrument he bought? 
Oh man, did he get a a banjo? He did get a banjo, and <laughs> and I remember him playing yeah. twanging it a little bit like back then, <laughs> and uh, he was pretty good. He, he had the whole like finger picks and everything like that. It sounded great. I I I, I in retrospect, I would have gotten a banjo because like I want to be like Steve Martin and like, yeah, just learn how to twang that thing. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, does he still have it? I'm sure he still does. Yeah, we'll Man. ask him if I remember or if we remember. Wait, when? We'll like, him. how long ago is this? I, I tell you, it's Mumford and Sons. Okay. So, might have been like 2012. 2015. Oh man, because uh, I have like this memory of this, but it I haven't thought about it in a while. It's like right, it's just been <laughs> unlocked right now. Like yeah, so um, so Babel, Babel came. I'm looking at Babel came <laughs> up in 2012. <laughs> so around that time, yeah. Okay. That's when we were really into folk music. Um, <laughs> so, wow. Um, I'll, I think I sell the mandolin. It was not an expensive one. It was like uh, what I would say. What I would equate it to, like the squire okay. of mandolins. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like your your starter, yeah, mandolin. I think though, Alamar got a legit, not like the cream of the crop, yeah, um, but he got a pretty good one. Because I mean, it's a banjo. Like I, I would spend like good money mm-hmm. on a banjo. Like so. That, anyway, I always like the banjo. It looks like a big snare drum with strings yeah. attached to it. So anyway, that's really cool. I'm excited to. Um, well, I think for one of these episodes, you just, you just got to play for us. Yeah. Like once you're actually going through like Twinkle Twinkle <laughs> Little Star or something like that. Yeah, we'll get that first one. And then <laughs> oh man, pretty soon. You'll, you'll be playing like Tchaikovsky or something like <laughs> I, that. I bet. That's the dream. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or we can get you an electric guitar. Or electric no, no, no. Also. I do not yeah. want to go Lindsey Sterling <laughs> route. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, maybe I should start learning how to fiddle then. Like, if you guys yeah, have your. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah exactly. Your or, or you can do the, the washboard. Oh, thing. maybe, yeah, maybe I'll get yeah, the yeah, washboard. The, or, or, or like the um, spoons. Um, the spoons. Spoons is great. Or like, the um the the cello like bass instrument oh, okay. it's like yeah a big stick with strings coming out of like I don't know yeah, um, yeah. I'll I'll go I'll go look at Mumford and Sons see what they're up to yeah um anyway that's that's really that's really exciting <laughs> yeah but uh, um, wait how are you Chuck I'm doing wonderful as well um I have no fun updates I've been cleaning a lot mm-hmm. I, I I like to clean it's kind of a it's one of those things where like I found that I'm really good at it and I cuz like um I don't know what this is called but I just love organizing things. I don't know if it's like an OCD thing. Maybe but not. like I I find myself really enjoying organ it doesn't matter if it's like objects or spreadsheets mm-hmm. or you know a database or anything. Like I just love when things are um organized. Yeah. Um there's a word for I forget what it is, but it's when you like to put things in right angles. Like, oh, I forget what that's called. Um, there's a specific word for it, but I've been having a lot of fun doing that. So that's been pretty much what I've been doing all week. It's just um, throwing out a bunch of things and cleaning up and finding new things or finding old things that are new again. Yeah. So this is fun. That, um, uh, that's a really long way say you've been playing Tetris so (laughs) (laughs) you know what people say I'm really good at Tetris if you ask Alan Mark every time so like 
Um, we have a a group of group. Him and I are part of um, um, for the listeners are part of uh, a group of guys. There's four of us, and we have helped each other move. And uh, I'm always the designated um, van loader, or at least. <laughs> van director truck director because uh, for some reason I can like beautiful minded where I can like I know like okay we have this object and we have this it this would go good here like spatial awareness it's it it like I was never good at algebra but I was very good at geometry uh, okay. so I think that's how my brain works so anyway but yes um, but oddly enough I'm really bad at Tetris oh okay it's weird uh, it's I think it's the speed factor like if you just give me it's like if you don't rush me then I could like mm-hmm. figure out how to put things but like when you're like there, like there's a game on Switch called like Tetris 99 or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a battle royale. Oh, forget it. I would I would die in that game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um but yeah, that's it. Generally mm-hmm. great. Cool. Um so yeah. Okay, so we have what I I think Steven and I have Predicted will be a very short episode. Um, we actually filled the beginning with some more fluff because <laughs> album Mark's not here, and also because the album we're covering today is only three songs. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it an album. Apparently, uh, on iTunes or Apple Music, it's regarded as a single. So I don't. Oh, wow. I think it's because it's only three songs. But I guess you can consider it an EP, a mini EP, I guess. But um, but that's for later. Uh, we do have to show some love to the other releases that have come out this week. And so we do that in a segment that we like to call Steven Specials of the Week. So I'm going to hand it to him and he's going to let us know what we're going to eat this week. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah. So as usual, we have some pretty fun releases this week. Uh, I thought I was going to be able to keep it very brief, but um, each thing I have more to say than the previous one. So uh, there, there's many connections and coincidences here, but uh, we'll start off on um, Monday with a release from the singer June, who's a member of PLT. Um, it's a mini album called Love Sign and the title track is called Got You. Uh, this is June's second mini album and his first solo release since 2020. Uh, although he's had some features with some other musicians in the past few years, um, he or oh, there are five tracks on this mini album. One features the singer Choi Jung Yoon. Um, June wrote all five along with the songwriters Chai, Kim Nokcha, Han, and Shirt. So go. Check that out. I think June's a great singer. Um, same day, we have a release from Jaya of Brown Eyed Girls, who are still together, or who have not disbanded, FYI. Um, but this is a single um, called Orange Drive. Jaya has been pretty active releasing music. She had a song on a, a, for drama this year, but I think her last single was in 2020 uh, and that was called Greedy featuring um, Moonbyal. Um, but Orange Drive is a great song. It's composed by Jaya, but executive produced by a creative team called Very Goods. And they describe themselves as this like super group of 
like experienced industry insiders. There's uh, people named Garden and Huang Yubin who composed and wrote the lyrics to this song, respectively. Someone in Very Goods is called Park Rang who co-wrote lyrics for Enmix is cool. So they seem new and like are, are kind of using their their connections to get into making more music and, and uh, producing for people. So I guess we should watch out for yeah them very goods. Um, but that was uh, that was Monday. Uh, we have one release on Tuesday. I feel like I, I have to mention them now every time something comes out. But uh, Dreamcatcher released a mini album called Apocalypse Follow Us. Title track is called Vision. Uh, this is their second Apocalypse release, um, and it's their seventh mini album with uh, six new songs. Um, I, I like looking at the the track list and like like a lot of the design for this with the, the old like pixelated yeah. uh, MS DOS font. Um, <laughs> but credits on this, everyone is back uh, that you might expect for a DK album. Uh, Lee's Olander Maddox. Pepperoni and Olive. <laughs> and then um, someone uh, named June One of the band Glenn Check worked with them on the title track. Um, yeah, Glenn Check's an interesting band. They, were, they had like a lot of new disco stuff back in the early 2010. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you might like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that's DK. Um, and then we have our last two releases on Wednesday. First is... The group Up Tension with a mini album called Codename Arrow, title track What If Love. This is their 11th mini album. Um, so I missed an opportunity uh, to talk about their 10th, or to talk about Up Tension's 10th mini album, which was called Novella. It came out in January. But there are six tracks on here. Uh, and for this release, uh, three of the ten members did not participate, and I don't really know why. Uh, I think two of them were on a... They were like mentors on this Thai survival show, so maybe they've been busy with that and, and they couldn't fully participate. And then I don't know why the last member um, was not available. Um, but anyway, uh, but three of the members who did participate, uh, Kun, Bito, and Chao... They composed or wrote lyrics on all of the songs. Um, and looking at the credits, one name stood out, which was Joe Yuri. But I found out, it, <laughs> I thought it was maybe the former Eyes One member. But uh, <clears throat> she's not. She's actually a lyricist who's written for a lot of K-pop groups like Enhypen. Um, and also recently... <laughs> She co-wrote lyrics for Cool by Ed Nix, as well as a song for J.R. of Brown Eyed Girls. Oh, yes. Um, and so, uh, but speaking of former Eyes One members, also on Wednesday, we have the solo debut from uh, Lee Cheon of Eyes One, also Solgi's friend. So nice little <laughs> from last week. Um it's, it's a mini album called Hush Rush with the title track of the same name. It's her debut mini album. She's uh, still with w, WM Entertainment. Um, there are four songs here. And uh, there's like a vampire concept. And I thought they had really great uh, concept art for the whole thing. And I was already going to compare it to uh, the 
album Gasoline by Key. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, and then I found out that there was some controversy. Uh, people were accusing WM of plagiarizing Key's and their concept. concept. So uh, there is some similarity, especially when it comes to the physical release. But uh, otherwise, I, I do think they they go for like different primary inspirations. I think Cheon Hush Rush is a little more like slasher flick while Gasoline is more like 50s sci-fi. So I think it, it's a little different there, but there there definitely are some similarities, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, that aside, uh, credits are, are packed with really successful K-pop songwriters like Dem uh, Joints, Ryan Jun, Jo Yoon Kyung, So Jiyeon, Red Ann, uh, and then a songwriting duo, uh, Anton Runberg, Runberg and Julia Carlson, who wrote Carly Rae Jepsen's Party for One, um, and are actually part of a Swedish music publishing company called The Very Good. So this song is possibly their first K-pop song. I couldn't find another one uh, attributed to them. So this might be their, their entry and... Perhaps we'll also be seeing more of the very good along with the new Korean very goods um, in the near future. But anyway, good luck to, to Cheon. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. I think almost all 11 or all 12 have debuted or have continued their some kind of official activity. But yeah, good luck to Cheon. And yeah, that rounds out my specials of the week. Awesome. All right, thanks, Stephen. So, Alan Mark is not here, and um, he did not grace us with a be- his beautiful, normal rundown. So, I'm going to do my best to um, do it in his stead. I'm literally going to be reading <laughs> from Wikipedia and K-pop fandom, uh, kpop.fandom.com. So, bear with me. I'm going to kind of go through this. So, the group that we are covering this week is... Ma Ma Moo. I don't think we need to explain too much about this group because they have been around for a very long time. You should be very familiar with it. Um, you should be very familiar uh, with um, Wasa's. Uh, what was the TikTok meme? The, oh, uh, I don't know because yeah. I don't. I know what's, what's <laughs> happening on TikTok. What is TikTok? Until like a month later. <laughs> um, it's the... What's the name of the song that's like... Uh, uh, hip? Oh no, that's Mama Moo. Uh, but... Uh, is, it a, is it like a Hwasa solo? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> no. Oh, maybe it's not Hwasa. Sorry. Mungo? I, I actually don't know. Just... Cycle through the members. Um, anyway, I I could be confusing who I'm talking about. Okay, maybe I am. Am I? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but you should be very familiar with all four members of Mamamoo because they have been around for so long, and they have recently done a bunch of solo releases. So they've all have succeeded in their own way and um, shouldn't need to go too much. But just in case, just in case you need to kind of get a little refresher 
Um, I'll do my best to kind of go through their timeline and uh, pick out some fun um, moments to kind of highlight their career. So um, starting with Wikipedia, they are a South Korean girl group formed by RBW, formerly WA Entertainment, in 2014. And they are composed of four members, Solar, Moonbyul, Wein, and Hwasa. Uh, so they officially debuted with their single Mr. Ambiguous on June 18th, 2020, uh, 2014. And um, according to some critics, it's de- uh, it's considered one of the best K-pop debuts of 2014. So um, I was not around back then, uh, but I will take Wikipedia's word for it. And um, as far as music styles, they're recognized for their retro jazz R&B concepts with very, very strong vocal performances. All four of these members are could be soloists, and they actually have been soloists. So, <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's great that we get to have them in the group. So <clears throat> starting in between 2014 and 2015, that was kind of their formation... Their uh, obviously their debut and their rising popularity. Um, they've had they some recognizable singles are um, in uh, April April second, twenty fifteen. They released "Ah Oop" from the first single off their third EP titled "Pink Funky." Um, I don't know if you're very familiar with that song, Stephen, but uh, Not that's a good song. No, um, But yeah, um, following up. With the EP Pink Funky, they have another release on June nineteenth. Uh, um, oh, ah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and so that that song was a commercial success, actually peaking at number three at the Gaon chart, becoming their first top three single. And so um, after that, they have had a bunch of other like appearances and uh, concerts and everything like that, and. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much kicked off their popularity. It wasn't until 2016, though, when they had their breakthrough um, release, uh, January 26. They the um, sorry, Jan, uh, March 6, 2016. Um, oh my God, why am I? I'm I'm all over the place. See, this is why I need Alan Mark. Yeah. Anyway, January January sorry. 26, 2016. Um, they pre-release an R&B ballad, I Miss You, from their first full-length album, Melting. And then they they finally released that album on February 26, 2016, which also debuted at number three on the Gaon chart. Um, but on March 6, 2016, they actually received their first music show win with the oh. song, You're the Best, on uh, Inkigayo. Followed by wins on Music Bank, M Countdown, and other music shows. They actually received eight wins total for the single. Um, and uh, oddly enough, they performed uh, <laughs> it like a, just a couple, uh, like a week or two later, they performed at South by Southwest for K pop Night Out. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> then. Uh, uh, on August 31st, 2016, we get their very first subunits. So there's two subunits. One um, one consists of Solar and Wein, uh, which is the Angel 
line or something like that. And then Moonbull and Hwasa, which is the rapper line. Um, so they they were able to play around, do some more um, concepts that way. And then, um, let's see, a bunch more releases happen. Um, I guess I have to mention also, um, in following their first... So they, they were going to announce a solo concert titled 20, 2017 Mamamoo Concert Musical Curtain Call. Um, there was a bunch of criticism, apparently, because... Um, they performed in blackface for part of the concert oh when they were impersonating oh. Mars while wearing darker makeup. Meant to recreate a snippet of the music video for Uptown Funk. And so subsequently the clip was cut from following. Oh man. <laughs> and Wait, multiple apologies like were. Had heard some <laughs> did I, I don't know if I heard of maybe a separate incident I think I'd heard of with Mom. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's I think that's maybe why I hadn't really listened to them a ton. Because there's something like in my head that I didn't. Yeah, yeah, want like to, poor taste. Yeah, or like the tone. Oh no! Oh man, that's right. Um, <laughs> um, yes, and so they, 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 they said they would be taking some time to uh, oh, understand more about their international fans and ensure this never happens again. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, oh. Moving on. Um, between 2018 and 2020, there was more, I guess, widespread recognition. They had their Japanese debut. And this was actually... Um, gosh. How does Alan Mark do this when there's so much history? <laughs> I'm sure he takes a peek. He just takes the, the clip notes. And then... Um, but yeah, they actually Mama performed for Queendom One. She was they were oh, one of the six teams um in August twenty nineteen. Um and so um let's see anything else? Uh they were crowned the winner of, of Queendom, thus earning the prize of a full length comeback show to be broadcast on Mnet. So so uh so good for them. They won Queendom One. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> following that, they released their second full album, Reality in Black, on November 14, 2019, with the lead single, Hip. Reality in Black debuted and peaked atop the Gaon album chart, while Hip peaked at number four on the digital chart. Um, and yeah. So, in January in 2020, um, they... They decided that after all their success and everything that happened, that I guess creatively, they would focus more on the members' solo activities. And so that's what sparked a whole bunch of um, releases. Um, I think, yeah, all four of them had, I think we and feel feel like she had like a million solo releases. (laughs) And some of them, which we um, brought up for a lot of the K-pop or the pot. Sorry, the potlucks and mm-hmm. everything like that. So, uh, so that's cool. Um, and then on January twenty second, twenty twenty one, RBW announced that Solar and Moonbull had renewed their contracts, while Wein and Wasa were still currently discussing contract renewals. But then on March thirtieth, Wasa uh, renewed her contract, but Wein 
actually ultimately decided that they that she will not renew her contract, but she will still stay with the group until December 2023. So that's oh. why you've seen a bunch of releases. So so after December 2023, I don't think Mamamoo will be the same Mamamoo anymore. So um, that's a little just heads up. We'll see. For, we'll see. For the, yeah. Oh, yeah. She might change her mind. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. She uh, signed a solo contract with the agency The Live on August 31st. Oh. So, okay. Um, let's see. On August twenty, August twenty twenty one, they released a compilation album featuring their best tracks, and then um, August twenty twenty two, it was announced that Solar Mumbo would be forming the group's first official subunit, Mamamoo Plus, with an expected album um, by the end of the month. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then let's jump to now. On September 26th, um, Mamamoo announced that they would be coming back. Um, and the group released their 12th EP titled Mike On with the lead single, um, I- 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 I was trying to remember how they pronounce it in the song. Is it just Ilela? It, they they sing it in a in a very uh, they accentuate oh, yeah, certain okay. syllables. They're like ilala la I I forget. Anyway, on October eleventh, twenty twenty two, and that is the album we'll be covering today. So, um, for the sake of time, Stephen, I am not going to ask you your history of mm-hmm. um, Mama Moom. I'm just going to say, let's just get to it. Let's just start with the sure. title track of the album. Which is the aforementioned Ilela Ilela I'm gonna listen to it right now so I can hear it. Hold on, I'm hearing it right now in my head. Here we go. They're like Ila Ilala yeah Ilala yeah. Oh yeah yeah Ilala yeah. That's how they pronounce it in the song, but it's spelled Ilela. Ilela, Ilela, Ilela. Um, okay, so let's just let's just have an open conversation, Stephen. Um, right off the bat, what did you think about this very Latin reggaeton inspired track um, as their title track? Like, yeah, what were your yeah. thoughts about it? I mean, I think it's a really fitting. Title track, I, I think, of these songs. Um, I, I really, yeah, that kind of reggae sort of tone um, with those upbeat uh, strums. Uh, I, I like that. Um, but I feel like the song did have this kind of big sound to it. You, it you, did, yeah. You had, it definitely sounded like the title track. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, there's just a lot of instruments. Uh, the I liked how like the the impactful those drums and the bass were, and then you also just hear a lot of vocals. Like there's so many moments where you're hearing more than one voice yeah. or like a harmony or like 
a growl or some other kind of exclamation in the back. So there was like, it just felt like there's something going on all the time. Um, it, I was just, I was thinking like, this is not a song that you perform indoors or like, it's very no, no, no. wide or like, or like it has to be a big space where, you, where you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought the same thing. It It's, this was definitely a big sound. Um, and you can definitely tell there's a lot of musical production with this track. Um, I, I think what Mamamoo does best is really high, give a chance for each member to have a space to shine. And like I think in this song, I don't think I was like… I couldn't… Nothing felt repetitive to me. Like there was always something new and dynamic about it that just made me… I mean the beat, the reggaeton beat was very like all throughout. But… I don't know. I love the way each member sounds that it just it they 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 almost put their own spin on the song. It like almost becomes a new difference or like a different type of song. Um but yeah, I I I thought um I thought Mumble's verses though were like the standout for mm-hmm. me with this track. Um they oh, sounds so good. Um but yeah, otherwise, you know, I don't think I I thought it was like a good I don't think it's like the best K-pop reggaeton track but I thought it was a very good like you know a song to come back to yeah. it's not it's not really like um yeah cuz I I'm still kind of reeling off their solo releases mm-hmm. and like a lot of those are still in my head so them coming back like I don't feel like this is this almost this in a way this title track Sounds like it could be a B-side um, to to yeah it it yeah. doesn't it doesn't actually give me a good like we are because I I think this is their first comeback as a group um, or it's it's been like a in year a while. A, a yeah a little, little over well they had that the best of yeah it's been a little over a year since that came out so yeah yeah it does feel like yeah. a long time since we've had the group. Um, yeah, and so like to as a song, it's great. As a comeback, I'm not sure I'm really enjoying it. Because um, I think if if I if I'm honest, all three of these songs or all three of these yeah songs on the EP, I feel like they could be singles mm-hmm. in in their own right. Like I I guess I guess they they wanted. The, the bigger sounding sound to be the title track. But if you ask me, I feel like track number one is a bigger comeback song to like, um, to kind of show, um, to just bring the group back basically. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, there's nothing I like hate about Ilayla, Ilalaye. But I just think, I I I'm only gonna appreciate it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm gonna remember it. Yeah, when yeah. we do our like golden spoon, our I, golden tongs. Yeah, I I get that, and I I kind of feel the same way. Um, it it's definitely an entertaining song, and I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll like dance to it get through. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep it on when it comes on. It, right. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, also shout out to the Moon Bill who we mentioned for yes. co-composing and writing lyrics too. Oh, uh, she's, yeah. she's great. Yeah, also, oh, there's a, there's, it's a mono, inner child of Monotree and then some of the uh, RBW people. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, the, those are like the designated producers for, yeah. for uh, Mamamoo and RBW or in RBW in general. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm not familiar with Inner Child. I know. Um, I, I can't I know, name which songs <laughs> Inner Child's work on, worked on, but I, I see their name like with the mono tree name. And I'm just. I, like, I've yeah. seen that name with um, tag to Moonbeal's uh, Lunatic, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it might yeah. just be a. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I, I could hear this too being like a B-side that comes right after the title track on the album. like mm-hmm. it's, it's like the, ooh, it's the Latin track. Yeah, but it's still ba- like a big song. Yeah, um, yeah, but it, it does let them do what they do well already. So it's, it's, a, it's good in that respect. Yeah, but, I'll, um, yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't pinpoint the exact, like, uh, exact era for uh, Mamamoo, but... Um, something that I noticed with all three of these tracks um, is they touch upon a moment in uh, Mama Moo's history, I feel like. A lot of them, like this song sounds like very like 2016, 2017, maybe 2018 era Mama Moo. Just some of the songs I remember listening to mm-hmm. during that era, like the more... Um, you know, like the, I guess the sexier side of Mama Moo. Yeah. Well, um, I'll I'll obviously point out the other eras for the other songs, but but yeah, I I thought I thought these each three of these songs achieved uh, or had a uniqueness to them. None of them sounded the same. Yeah. Um. And so I guess, um, I guess nowadays, um, like this, I I I personally would have probably chosen track number one for the title track, but. Um, none of there's no bad choice, I think, in this situation. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. It, other than that, there's there's nothing re- really else stand out. Like, yeah. Um, except for <laughs> was, maybe probably, maybe one thing. I was going to ask you uh, how you felt about that key change. I thought it was completely useless. Like it it didn't really add anything. It was just it was just more a a delightful key change, but. Not an impactful one. So. Yeah, I, I. It just like it. It came. It like there was no real. Yeah, it's build up. Like I to thought the it. song was gonna end, and then they just kept going, but with a key yeah. change. So you kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> all of these songs are actually pretty short. They're all just under three minutes. So I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah, perfect for streaming. <laughs> get those. Yeah. Get those clicks. But, and, uh, I, yeah. I. I. Yeah. I guess I. Key change is fine. It would have been maybe if they did another one after it, that would have been. That's cool. what I was gonna say. Like if they kept going, yeah. Like for the third time, that you're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'll have more to say about the other songs. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but okay. Um, let's I don't think we have to go too much into it, but um there was a music video yeah. that came out with this song as well. And just like the song. I don't think anything really stood out about this video. It just it was just a lot of set pieces. Like um, I can't even think of the concept. It just seemed like 
yeah. a lot of people have been doing a back like the the back lot of buildings <laughs> um and so this one had like scaffolding yeah buses bleachers i think um, it was almost yeah i i didn't that set was very <laughs> i couldn't figure <laughs> out like where they were but i there were some cool moments in it that mm-hmm. um yeah, they were on that rooftop that was like a lot of groups have done that i mean wasn't it at the end of 17's home run where they're also mm-hmm. like in front of the big sign that like oh, yeah. so what they do that too in uh in bangkok i think uh for luna but i mean that's that's always a cool shot but uh yeah I, there, there are just so many different like scenes that were it, it's just one of it's that kind of typical K-pop video, which it, it's cool. Um, but yeah, no uniting theme, I guess, or <laughs> concept. But I mean, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, let's let's um, let's give them athleisure outfits. Right, yeah. Let's give them the bright maximalist outfits. Um, like, I, I don't know who decided to do this, but I'm just loving... It, it's just proving more and more why Solar is my uh, my bias. Oh, okay. Whoever decided to keep giving her the um, the big feathery mm-hmm. like um, top hats and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm assuming Wien for you. I, yeah, I think it's Wien. Um, Maybe Moonbill. It's it's actually it was between those two. Uh, yeah. But I think I'm more leaning Wien. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely vocally. I mean, yeah, I'm all for Wien. Usually solar. Yeah. <laughs> but I I loved uh, Red from last year. I thought that was such a great yes. album. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I I liked her like very casual outfit. It was just like shorts and then like that athlete her athleisure outfit. Uh, I, and then that that setting was kind of cool. I, I couldn't figure out what kind of building it was, but where yeah. they were with other dancers, uh, and where they do that cool pose in the beginning, I really like that actually. The um, yeah, I think I I might have to look at the lyrics more, but it just seems nothing. There's no cohesive. I'm just watching it right now, and they're really really great set pieces, like. Um, that there's no like storyline to it. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just like, what cool new outfit can we give these people, and what would be the best backdrop for yeah. them? Yeah. Um, I did like how, for some reason, they were safely sitting on top of like a Impala or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going down some like '80s like retro wave right. like highway. Um, but I think. I if I'm honest, I don't think the music video sonically is the best way to listen to the song. Like I say listen to the song first because I think the breaks that happen, like I think there's like a dance break yeah. or like a like a little like quick it, it kind of takes you out of the song. Um and maybe that's a good thing if you need like a a break from the reggaeton beat. Um but I don't know. I think I I felt like it was a little bit more disjointed in that oh. way, where it's just like let's 
um, what was it like? Let's put them in the truck. Yeah, the that's truck what, I think why the, the dance break happened, right? Right. In the, in yeah, the white yeah. and red outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, it'd be interesting if yeah. the the video if the video was your first time hearing the song and you really like the break and then you find out yeah, that it doesn't happen or like the other way around, like you, yeah, because yeah, even the intro is not. I don't even know where that intro comes oh. from. Like. Don't even yeah. Remember that? Okay. It just it n- none of it, it. I it's not in any of the songs, so it's just like a random intro. Like if you want to listen to it, yeah. Let me pull it up real quick. And then they they actually start with like some. The song starts out cooler, I think, in the music video because it has like a whistle sample. Oh yeah. If you remember that, and then it goes. Oh yeah, it gives it a whole different vibe, and then the 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 Latin inspired beat comes in. But anyway, um, oh, but yeah, cool. so it's, it it does like a it does two things. It makes the song sound cooler and not as connect or not as um, structurally you know organized. But um, oh well, yeah. <laughs> oh well, it's a song. It's great. It looks great. They look great. They they do look great. Yeah. yeah. I just like like let's see. I don't know how old they are. But, oh, uh, uh, I think Solar is a ninety one. Yeah. Uh, so Solar's thirty one. Yumbo's twenty nine. Wee is twenty seven. And Hasa's twenty seven. Oh. Oh. Hasa's the oh. me. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so. It's almost funny. To th- oh, yeah. yeah, I guess she. Yeah, she is. Oh. Yeah, um, she's a scary Machne. <laughs> she's a fierce Machne. Um, so yeah, that that is Elela, Elela, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Can, can I just uh, mention? I mean, I, yeah, I think yeah, my favorite ahead, outfit though was Moonbeal's oh. one with the hat, the black outfit. Yes. I thought, I, yeah, that just looked so cool. One, um, yeah, I. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I already told you my the pink fluffy hat by Solo. Yeah, but yeah, Mumble just looks so cool, just soloing in that um, in the whatever the the neon billboard right. sign. Yeah. Um. Okay. That is <laughs> that is that. I guess. Yeah. Um. So, like, like I said, this is going to be a very quick episode. We already. At the break, and it's we're about fifteen minutes in, mm-hmm. and we're only going to talk about two more songs. There will be no game because Alan Mark's not here. So, when we come back, like I said, we will talk about those songs, and um, we'll get you out of here. Um, <laughs> it's just a, it'll just be a fast food, yeah, fast food order this week. So um, stick around. We'll see you on the B side. Welcome back to the B-Side. We have two more tracks to talk about on this album. And so we will jump back 
we went to track number two. We're going to go back to track number one. Entitled, One, Two, Three, Aoi? Aoi? Yeah. Aoi? I know it's their chant, right? It's like a chant that they do. Like the, um, forgive me um, for not remembering the fandom name. Um, I'm going to look it up right now. They are called um, Moomoos. That's right. Yeah. So forgive me, Moomoos. I believe this is the chant that they turned into a song. Um, so, um, yeah, Stephen. Let oh, me, cool. <laughs> yeah, Actually, let me know. let me go with you. Um, all right, let me go. Hana Dul Set. Go, Stephen. What did you think about this song? I I thought this song was really really cool. I I think I would not pick this as the title track. As, Ooh. Okay. Uh, but because I feel like it overall, it feels, I felt like it was a long kind of intro track to the next song. But it was like, it, it feels like sort of a reintroduction too, because they were saying their name a lot. I, I think the one, two, three, uh, and then with the title track starting off with one, two, three, two, it, it kind of felt like it was yeah, I thought meant about that to be too. like yeah. that order. And like, so, I mean, I think it's a really interesting song. It almost sounds unconventional in structure that I, I didn't really bother to kind of point out with where the verses are. I mean, I get the chorus and pre-chorus, but like they're just different sections throughout. Uh Yeah. Um, so I was alluding to this with um, our last discussion, but I feel like this is a throwback track, like a throwback, and also the current. Um, okay, so I don't know if you caught this, but this this song um, very much reminded me of Solar's Honey, like um, especially some uh, only not in structure or anything, but just the instruments that were used and some of the sequences. Um, I don't know if you remember in, in Honey, there's that uh, descending like portion where it goes like dun 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 Oh dun. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so in this song, there's that dun 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 dun. And so like, I'm just thinking like, oh, same producers. So they're probably like, everyone, I think Honey was, if, if I recall, very popular. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think everyone loved that song. Yeah. And so maybe they were like, okay, let's, Let's do a Mama Moo version of that song. And so so I thought this was I, I, I gave a category for this genre of song. I called it funny funk. And I think <laughs> um there's a lot of portions that are made to be silly. Yeah. Um, especially the way the sax is played. Like the like that just like mm-hmm. very playful. And so yeah. like this this is just supposed to be a fun song and like with some style, there's like there's some portions that are like they still got some you know like attitude and like everything. Yeah. But it always comes back to the uh, just the just very bouncy, playful energy of this. Um, I, I thought the the baseline was very very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I I would like every now and then I would follow it in my ears and everything. Um, but yeah, I um yeah I love I just love the sound signature of this song. It was just so so good. Um. Um, but I, I'm wondering, Stephen, if you picked up on this. Did you? So with the chorus, I forget who sings that portion, but I 
I got a very big, big Prince vibe with the uh, with some of the uh, the way the 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 singing, especially I, with like the more falsetto y sounds, um, I, and the more breathy chorus. Like um, I I don't know how the lyrics go, but it's I, I remember in the song it's like oh it's yeah like, na, 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 na. yeah yeah like that's that sounds very princey to me, but. If Steven, if you look it up right now, listeners, if you look it up while you're listening to this podcast, actually don't. It'll interrupt the podcast. Look it up on your other phone or your other computer. But look up the song Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet. Look up that song, Steven. Tell me that that song is not pretty much reminds you of this song. So go listen to that song. Um, I'll give Give everyone some time. You can go. Uh, okay, take, I'm uh, kind of like skipping through it. That's okay. Go if you can go to the chorus. Yeah, there's even like that. Oh yeah, like sound to it, and I was like, oh, that's why I wish Alan Mark was here because I feel like he would be. Yeah, he is all over Janelle Monae. He would have picked it up just as just as well. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I hear that. Um, yeah. And so, even with this song, so like I thought, like, oh, Prince, um, that I immediately went to this song and or make me feel. And so, I love that fact about this song. I yeah. love, I love just anything that reminds me of Prince and like the way it was sung on one, two, three, oi. Um, was was great. I loved how it kind of just brought everything down. Like you you had all this energy and then you you just drop it down to like this cool this cool suave sort of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So, yeah, yeah for me, for me I I thought this song had a little bit more of that K-pop like frenetic energy that I'm used to that I thought mm-hmm. would be the title track because if you listen to Elela after this song, then you're like, oh, that's a great B side. Um, but if you're if you're like I feel like with this song being first on the set list, I would have automatically I thought it was the title track, mm. truthfully. And so when I found when I saw the star next to track two, I was like, that's the title track? Oh, okay. Um so um yeah I I Thoroughly enjoyed the song for sure. Yeah. So, it's just, yeah, I love those weird songs, dude. Yeah, I think you mentioned how playful it was, and I think that has been uh, just a key part of Mama Moo's sound for a long yeah. time. And it's good that they've re- retained that in a lot of their, their music. So, I, I like that they're willing to sound different or just kind of do whatever they, they want almost. Um, even when they use kind of common types of styles or, or like certain genres of music, but it, they they bring their own like mama moodness to it. I agree. Okay, um, let's let's just move on, Stephen, to the final track. Let's do this. Sure. Um, so, track number three, entitled "Liec," Stephen. Oh. <laughs> 
please tell me this is your favorite song. It okay. is, yeah. Yeah, same here. It it's is my favorite song, too. Pretty clearly, It was very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't have too many notes about this song, um, because if you've been listening to the show long enough, I think you know our... You, you get a sense of our styles or our tastes. This is through and through a How You Can Eat song. So it's it's... Without a question, I, I feel like Alamark would have loved the song too. Although he might he might have flipped it on. He might have, like, yeah. Might've, he might have been like, "Oh, I lo- one, two, three, oi. Um, Okay, see so what I mean. Clearly, this is in our wheelhouse of faves. Um, but is there anything specific that called to you with this song? I think what it was was that it had it fit the most standard structure i think for a pop song it sounded the most like like normal in that like yeah. verse pre-chorus chorus kind of thing that we hear so often but i i think it's more that i i could get into it like really right away yeah. um i already i mean i like the the style and i i of music that it, it is, but I think it has the most fun melody uh, and it just feels really festive. So yeah, I, I think it has all of the things already that I, I like. <laughs> and um, they, they do that cool second verse, like change up uh, yeah. some cool percussion in there, nice keys and, and chords. So it, it's like, uh, yeah, they knew what we were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay, here's all the experimental stuff and all the whatever. Um, and then uh, here is, here's the song that you were waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was very smart to start with the chorus to get you immediately. I mean, it starts off you, it starts you off with that cool, like echoey, like kind of a uh, reverb sample mm-hmm. um and it just jumps you right in and like i think it w- when i heard that um that counting or like the you know the whatever the the percussion in like lead into the chorus mm-hmm. uh, that's when i i immediately was like oh i love this song it's such a great groove and it just disco you know the normal yeah. <laughs> dancey disco that we love, um, but yeah, I, I, um, I. So okay, <clears throat> here's something cool. I actually looked up some line distribution. Oh, and I think the part that got me every time was the first verse, the way that that kind of just goes and um um or the way that kind of like it it you get that energy and then it just gets sucked out and then it has like this really sweet high tone voice i was like oh great that's probably solar or something right um and then i looked it up that's huasa so oh. that that first that the the first part that's like eh, like eh, eh. And I was like, oh, do I have a bias record? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 this song, I put it on repeat immediately on the playlist. It was yeah. just so, and it doesn't even, it, it has, it's not, it doesn't, I mean, you can tell it's a disco song, but 
it just sounds like a fun dance song to me. Yeah. And, um, it has that very like 80s like string stabs like mm-hmm. uh, that are very like prevalent. Like, you know, you know, Steven, you're a, viol- <laughs> you're a violinist. That's right. I, the, I that. But yeah. I didn't even hear that, the guitars on this song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this song, this song's great. There's a, yeah, like you're saying, there's that great halftime rap part by Moonbill. Um, I love the flow. I love that. I love that. It's so great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I also really like the, uh, <laughs> those yeah. parts. Uh, those are, yeah, those are just cool. I was glad that was the, the pre chorus. So it would, they would do it again, um, but yeah, um, I, there was something though that was kind of like I'm. I'm always going to say it wrong because there's a neighborhood near me called Long Island City, which everyone just calls LIC. But so I just will always say LIC instead of LIEC. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they Long. they kind of like LIEC, but yeah, it's, I, I'm always going to omit that e for some reason. Long. I'm trying to think of what that E could stand for for Long Island City. I don't know. I don't know. Long East Eastlip <laughs> City. I don't know. I'm just naming random cities. I don't know. Um, something. I think it was a choice. I don't think I needed it, but um, again, I looked at the line distro. And Solar is the one who has that auto tune portion. Oh, the song. I like that. Oh, you do like <laughs> yeah, it? Okay, I okay. like it because I I like when it is used. I mean, it it, it is really just used as an effect. So oh, yeah. for that sound, but it's better when it's not most of the song, and or, or when it's a surprise. So I, I kind of yeah. like when it came in. It does. It does happen at the very end. Yeah. So. Um. Maybe, maybe it would have been for me nice if it was like a vocoder. Um, no, I think the it's subtle enough where you just hear it and it's just like a nice sweet and cherry yeah, it's on so top. So quick, yeah. Just like I was like, whoa, okay, that was a nice surprise. Okay, bye. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this song's great. Um, we give it five stars. All of our, <laughs> uh, or yeah, or three stars. Sorry. So wait. For a restaurant, um, you would give it five stars, right? When you're rating it. But then Michelin does three stars. Yeah. But it's not really a rating. It's more like a class. It's not yeah, like, yeah. It's not like every restaurant. It's not like you say, oh, this is... Um, I don't know. But no, typically, like, in every, like, food critic newspaper, they would give it five stars. I think, yeah. I think the New York Times might have... Done away with stars. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. It, it makes sense because there's also like a booking, a reward app or royalty app or like loyalty app called Five Stars or something. Oh, like that. okay. Anyway, anyway, I give the give the song five stars. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's Stephen. Let's end this pod. All right. Let's, let's get out of here. All right. Like yeah. So, um. Uh, you know what? We don't really do a last call, but I'm not going to do a last call for us, Stephen. Do you? Do you need a last call? Um, I think we you should if you want. do like eventually we should do like a. If I hope they have a mini, like a full 
mini album, yeah. something longer for us to do more of a proper show. <laughs> yeah, I think it. so. Um, yeah, this is but, a nice, a quick bite episode. Yeah, I think yeah, it's still a fun, enjoyable album. I think it does encapsulate a lot of who Mamamoo is. Yeah, uh, if it is your introduction to them. <laughs> um, then if you go back and listen, you I think you will be happy with what you get. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I truthfully don't think I needed this release, but I'm very happy that I got it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I am glad with it. Yeah, it would be great if they came back sooner than a year for the next full thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have more to say about Mamamoo uh whether and Al Market come back with their comeback. All right. So thank you all for choosing to dine with us, uh, for choosing to stop by on your way to your your relative's place uh, because we clearly are. This is the, um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, truck stop of uh, episodes where you just, <laughs> you get enough fuel to keep yourself going. You, you, you break for a pee or a poop. That's that's what this episode is. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll take you take sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, we very much appreciate you uh stopping by regardless of your um your busy busy uh travel schedule. So, um we hope to see you next time at our actual full restaurant. <laughs> um and um yes, yeah, we we can't wait for you to come back. Uh you can catch more episodes of How You Can Eat on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Um, we might be on Amazon Music soon. I, I can't believe we're not on that. But uh, but yeah, every you know Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, we're on there. Go follow us. Go catch up on all, all your old episodes. If you find out about a group, uh, if you're just listening to Mamamoo, I'm sure there's a bunch of other groups you may have missed, and so we we most likely have covered them in the past two years. I think at this point, um, there's still a good chance. <laughs> yeah, there's still so definitely many, a good yeah. chance. There's so many. We, I mean, we've been on a a fourth gen tear of lately, and also the resurgence of third gen groups. It's oh yeah yeah. Um. So there's 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 bound to be something for you. So yeah, like, missing. So. Um, you can follow us on all the socials. We are at How You Can Eat on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can even email us, howyoucaneat at gmail.com. All right. That about wraps it up for us. So for Stephen and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. See you. Hana, dual set. We are Steak. steak.